The Western military alliance, NATO, is waging a new Cold War against Russia. And as that new Cold War escalates, we see more and more censorship and tight Western government control of the media. The censorship is now expanding not only to alternative media outlets and small independent journalists, but even some of the world's most renowned journalists, specifically the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Seymour Hersh, one of the most famous investigative journalists on earth, is now being censored by Facebook over his report on the destruction of the Nord Stream pipelines. In September 2022, the Nord Stream pipelines were blown up. They were sabotaged. The Nord Stream pipelines were two different series of two pipelines for a total of four pipelines that delivered natural gas from Russia to Germany. This was a European project. It was not just a Russian project. I really need to stress this point. Half of the project was owned by Russia's state-owned gas company, but the other half was owned by multiple European companies, including those in Germany, France, and the Netherlands. So the destruction of these pipelines was essentially a terror attack on civilian infrastructure and significant energy infrastructure for Europe. The world-renowned journalist Seymour Hirsch, one of the world's most respected journalists, reported that the pipelines were blown up by the U.S. government in an operation overseen by the Joe Biden administration and specifically the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, and the Assistant Secretary of State, the third in command of the State Department, Victoria Nuland, who is a hardline anti-Russia hawk and was involved in organizing the 2014 coup that overthrew Ukraine's democratically elected government and installed a pro-Western regime. According to Seymour Hersh, again, one of the world's most respected journalists, the operation was overseen by the U.S. military, which had professional divers who put large amounts of explosives on the pipelines during NATO military exercises in the Baltic Sea in June 2022. And then in September, those explosives were blown up with the help of Norway, another member of NATO. Now, if you go to Facebook and you try to share the link to Seymour Hersh's report on the Nord Stream attacks, Facebook tries to prevent you from posting it. Originally, Facebook censored it entirely. If you posted the article, it would prevent you from being able to read it and would blur it and put a message that said false information checked by independent fact checkers. By the way, they're not independent. They're funded by the government of Norway, which is a NATO member state. But I'll come back to that thought later. In response to criticism, Facebook slightly changed that policy. And now there's a pop-up message and Facebook encourages you not to post it. And Facebook writes, quote, before you share this content, you might want to know there's additional reporting from Faktisk, which is a Norwegian fact-checking website. It's backed by the Norwegian government, by the way. So this is basically government censorship. And Facebook writes, pages and websites that repeatedly publish or share false news. So they're claiming that Seymour Hersh's report is false news. And Facebook says that if you share this report, you will see your overall distribution reduced and restricted 
in other ways. So Facebook is telling you essentially that if you share this report from the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Seymour Hersh, Facebook will censor you. And not just this post, but other posts that you, you publish in the future. So this is the, one of the world's most popular social media outlets telling you that you can't publish information that the U.S. government doesn't like and other Western governments don't like, or you will be censored. Now, if you click on the link that Facebook provides and you go to this Norwegian government-funded fact-checking website, of course, I have auto-translate on here because I don't speak Norwegian, so this is the Google auto-translate to English. It goes to an article that accuses Seymour Hersh of making mistakes in his report on the Nord Stream sabotage. They are very minor basic mistakes. For, so for instance, he posted a map with his article and they claim that the map mislabeled Norwegian military bases and he referred to Norwegian air bases as a naval base. So very minor details that are distracting from the main point, which is not about where Norwegian military bases are located. It's about how these pipelines were blown up. And the article provides no compelling evidence or any other alternative explanation for how the pipelines were blown up. Instead, it nitpicks very minor details. And it also just says, it says very clearly, there has been no shortage of theories about who is behind the explosions, the attacks. It notes that the governments of Denmark, Sweden, and Germany have refused to provide information. And by the way, members of the German parliament, including from the leftist Die Linke party, have called for information and the German government refuses to publicly release information on this. So instead, this Norwegian fact-checking website says, could it be a pro-Ukrainian sabotage group which operated from a rented sailboat? Do mysterious ships sighted in the area have anything to do with the case? So here, they're just quoting propaganda from the New York Times. The corporate media in the U.S., led by the New York Times, has published multiple ridiculous stories trying to blame the destruction of these Nord Stream pipelines instead on what they refer to as a pro-Ukrainian group, but not the Ukrainian government, not NATO, not a state. Now, this is absolutely preposterous. There's no way that just a small group of pro-Ukrainian supporters could have carried out this attack, they would need to have very sophisticated access to technology and resources. Only a state could carry out an operation like this. If you actually look at the pipeline itself, we are talking about massive pipes made of steel, and they are surrounded with concrete. It's very difficult for anyone to blow up these pipelines. Furthermore, if you look at not only the size and the concrete, but also the fact that these massive pipelines were around 100 meters underwater, you would have to have a team of sophisticated divers who could go down. And yet, the New York Times has absurdly claimed that it was carried out by a group, a pro-Ukrainian group using a boat. Th that's absolutely ridiculous. So the fact that this Norwegian website tries to blame a so-called pro-Ukrainian group using a rented sailboat is completely preposterous. We're talking about a sophisticated operation that would need state support. You're not talking about 
a few amateur divers from a rented sailboat to go 100 meters under the water and then putting enough explosives on these massive pipelines that are as big as a human being and are made of steel and surrounded by concrete. Absolutely preposterous. But furthermore, if you interrogate what this Norwegian website is, you start to see that it's actually quite suspicious. This is the Norwegian website, Faktisk, that was being promoted by Facebook as the alternative to Seymour Hirsch, who is being censored. And the chief editor, the top official at this fact-checking website, his name is Christopher Egeberg, and he previously served in the Norwegian military as a soldier and officer in UN and NATO service in Lebanon, Bosnia, and Kosovo. So he participated in the NATO war that on Yugoslavia, that destroyed Yugoslavia as a country. So this is the guy running this website. Furthermore, if you go down to the board of this website, the chairman of the board of directors of this Norwegian fact-checking website is Hel Helge Solberg, who is the director of news at NRK. What is NRK? It is Norwegian state media. It's the Norwegian government. So here's the website, NRK, and they say very clearly that NRK is Norway's biggest media house. The broadcaster is state-owned, and the parliament has given the mandate and the owner role to the Ministry of Culture. So it is a state-owned media outlet, the biggest media outlet in Norway, and it's run by Norway's Ministry of Culture. And the NRK, the Norwegian Broadcasting Corporation, is publicly financed 97% by taxes that everyone in Norway has to pay. So this is state media. And can you guess who is one of the main owners of this Norwegian fact-checking website? NRK, the state-owned company. Now, it's not the only owner. There are other owners that have equity, which include private media corporations in Norway. But the website says that one of its owners is NRK. And it reveals that in 2017, Norwegian state media, NRK, joined the project and contributed 2 million Norwegian krone to, to fund this operation. So Facebook is censoring one of the world's most famous journalists, Seymour Hirsch, telling you not to share his report or you'll be censored permanently and your other posts will be pushed down the algorithm. And in order to censor him, it's quoting a Norwegian website that is partially owned by a Norwegian state-owned media company and is funded by the Norwegian state. They provide no alternative explanation for how the pipelines were blown up. They just regurgitate ridiculous propaganda in the New York Times that anyone with brain cells that still work can see is clearly not a reasonable explanation. Now, the U.S. government has denied this report by Seymour Hersh, although we should point out that, that Washington has always denied every single report done by Seymour Hersh, and they've always ended up being proven correct. The U.S. government denied when Seymour Hersh reported on the My Lai massacre in which the U.S. military massacred civilians in Vietnam. The U.S. government denied Seymour Hersh's report exposing the torture in Abu Ghraib that the U.S. military committed during the occupation of Iraq. 
The U.S. has always denied Seymour Hersh's reporting, which has always ended up being proven correct. There has been no compelling evidence provided by any Western government or media outlet that offers an alternative explanation that is logical and reasonable that explains how these pipelines were destroyed. The only logical report is from Seymour Hersh. And it's further bolstered by many comments that have been made by U.S. government officials, including President Joe Biden, before the pipelines were blown up, threatened the pipelines and said that if Russia invaded Ukraine, the U.S. would make sure that Nord Stream would no longer exist. If if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. What do, what, how will you how will you do that? Exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will. Uh, I promise you we'll be able to do it. Then there were the extremely suspicious comments made by U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken after the pipeline was blown up, the pipelines were blown up, and Blinken said that this is an extraordinary opportunity. He repeated that three times. Ultimately, um, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from uh, Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing uh, his uh, imperial designs. Uh, that's very significant, and that offers tremendous um, strategic opportunity for, um, for the years to come. We've significantly increased our um, production, as well as um, making available to Europe liquefied natural gas. Um, and we're now the leading supplier of LNG Uh, to Europe to help compensate for any uh, gas or oil that it's losing as a result of Russia's aggression against Ukraine. Then there were also more incriminating comments made by the Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland, the architect of the 2014 coup in Ukraine. Um, With regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. John, uh, and how, do you, how can you say that for sure? Where does your confidence come from on that? As I said, we've had extensive consultations at every level uh, with our German allies. I'm not going to get into the specifics here today, but we will work with Germany to ensure that the pipeline does not move forward. And she boasted while being questioned by the U.S. Congress that the Nord Stream pipelines were destroyed. Senator Cruz, uh, like you, I am, and I think the administration is very gratified to know that Nord Stream 2 is now, as you like to say, a hunk of metal at the bottom of the sea. Finally, there were the comments made by Donald Trump's CIA director turned Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, who likewise promised that Washington would do everything it can to prevent Nord Stream from going forward. Further on Russia, two weeks ago, the State Department removed Nord Stream 2's exemption under CATSA. And in December, the administration's swift implementation of PISA 
an important bipartisan endeavor effectively halted construction of the pipeline for the toughest administration ever on Russia. You know, the irony is that this administration is accused by some of not being tough on Russia. I mean, this President Trump personally took on this. He saw that this was a threat, uh, that uh, this pipeline being threat created enormous leverage for Russia, not only against Germany and broader Europe, but Ukraine as well. So we think Nord Stream 2 is dangerous in that respect. We do everything we can to make sure that that pipeline doesn't threaten Europe. Now, when I say that Western governments are waging a new Cold War against Russia, it's not hyperbole. In fact, the foreign minister of Germany, Annalena Baerbock, said in a meeting of the Council of Europe, we are fighting a war against Russia. Those were her words. We are fighting a war against Russia. We can fight this war only together. And a big part of this new Cold War is the information war. Western governments are censoring access to information. They are blocking alternative media outlets. Not only world-renowned reporters like Seymour Hersh, but RT, the Russian state media outlet, and Sputnik, another Russian media outlet, have been completely banned in Europe. If you're in an EU member state and you try to look up RT or Sputnik on Twitter, you cannot access it. It says that it has been withheld, the account, in all European Union member states. So this is blatant censorship. Western governments are trying to prevent their own population from having access to information that they don't like. For instance, if you go to PressTV.com, you get a note from the U.S. Department of Justice and the Department of Commerce saying, this website has been seized by the U.S. government in, in response to an FBI action. So quite literally, the U.S. government is stealing the URLs, the web domains used by foreign media outlets. In the case of Press TV, this is an Iranian state media outlet. So the U.S. is saying that people around the world don't have the right to read Iranian media. They don't have the right to hear Iran's perspective. The U.S. did the same thing to dozens of other Iranian media outlets and Yemeni media outlets, stealing their domain names. So the West constantly criticizes Russia and China for censorship. But the irony is this is the most extreme form of censorship of all because China can't just steal other websites.com domain names. Only the U.S. government can do that. The U.S. government also uses big tech corporations in Silicon Valley to censor people around the world. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, which is owned by Meta, the parent company of Facebook, YouTube, which is owned by Google. All of these companies obediently work with the U.S. government. In fact, they're all U.S. government contractors. They have billions of dollars of contracts with the CIA, the military, the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security. And they work hand in glove with the U.S. government to censor China, Russia, Iran, Venezuela, Nicaragua, Cuba. Any country that's targeted by the U.S. has had journalists and activists and political officials censored. I personally know friends, journalists in Nicaragua and Venezuela and Cuba who have had their accounts censored. It's very common. So... The irony is that the U.S. accuses Russia and China of censorship, but the U.S. censors the entire world. If you go to YouTube and try to access RT, it has been completely 
censored in the entire world on all of planet Earth, not just in the U.S. The U.S. constantly criticizes its adversaries of doing exactly what it does. And the European Union is even more censorial. It is actively preventing citizens from EU member states to access information it doesn't like. This is the information war. This is the new Cold War. And this is authoritarianism. Western governments constantly tell us they are the beacons of democracy and human rights and civil liberties. And yet they are carrying out at an even greater level the exact forms of repression and censorship and violation of civil liberties they accuse their adversaries of. And now it includes some of the most well-respected journalists on earth who are being censored. Seymour Hirsch, who has a Pulitzer Prize, the most important prize in all of Western journalism, is being censored by Facebook, which has billions of dollars of contracts with the U.S. government, for daring to publish information that Washington doesn't like. So with that, I'm going to conclude here. I'm Ben Norton. I'm a journalist, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Geopolitical Economy Report. And for me, this censorship is very concerning because I am an independent journalist. And it's an example of how people like me who are looking for true information and facts and trying to, to weed out all of the propaganda in Western media and in other media outlets, we are being censored increasingly as well. And if you want to support the work that we do, we are completely independent. You can go to geopoliticaleconomy.com slash support, or you can go to patreon.com slash geopoliticaleconomy to become a patron. And that's also a way to always get access to the reporting that I do here in case of further censorship in the future. I want to thank everyone for joining. Please subscribe on whatever platform you're on, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to a podcast version. Please subscribe, which also helps to promote this reporting in the algorithm, which is constantly being pushed down. And I'll see everyone next time. I appreciate it.